Here you go, cow ghost. It took us a month, but we brought you the item. God, this better be worth it. I never want to fight Izuel again. That is good. We are utterly pleased. A level of sparkling happiness and rainbows awaits you. You mean the cowlip? No, say it. I am sick of that joke. Man, I'll bet you're fun at parties. Well, here's the portal. Time to move along. <laughs> Let's just get this over with. Into the uh, portal we go. Uh, are we in the right place? Deckard Kane said the staff would take us to a place with riches. This must be it. It's too colorful. I hate it. Hello, friends, and welcome to Whimsyshire, the happiest place in Sanctuary. Wow, talking pink unicorn. My name is Super Awesome Sparkle Cake. You're going to have so much fun here. I've got a bad feeling about this. Oh, don't be silly. There's all sorts of fun stuff here. You can slide down a rainbow or play with a pretty teddy bear or dig through a pot of gold. Oh, look, there's a bunch of walking sunflowers surrounding us. They look hungry. <laughs> they just want to give you a big hug. Ah, quick, Tome of Town Portal, now! It's not working. Of course it's not working, silly. Once you enter Whipsyshire, you can never leave. Oh, God. I want out of here. You're going to be our new playmates forever and ever. <laughs> Miss Diablo. I want my mommy. <laughs> Hey baby, here the games to call in, backlogs growing, and a long and messy. And maybe you seem a bit confused, off he gamers. Kev will set you straight. <laughs> but Matt don't know what to do with those saga games or FFA. He's playing again. Neptunia games all over this place. What is a boy to do? Hello and welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly RPG news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly RPG feedback show, and we are your bi-weekly RPG nostalgia show. I am your host, Kelly Ryan, and with me, the bail to my Mephisto, my podcast partner in crime, Mr. Matt Basom. Here I am, Diablo. Woo! <laughs> um, jo- joining me is my primeval from another podcast, Chris Privetier. Uh So I'm Diablo. I I I guess everybody's Diablo because I I said that Bat was Bale. Oh, Bale, yeah. Oh. I feel quite devilish. Um, so we're hey, pri- oh, we're the ultimate primeval. Got it. And then I guess we've got some lesser evils: Robert Albright and Ryan Costa. I'm just here for all the loot drops. Stay a while and listen. There we go. There's Kane. Um, and we are saying goodbye to Diablo 3 today. I, I say that because literally my copy of 4 just got here. So I figured and that this 4 has be... been so well received. Everyone is universally moved on. <laughs> there are no problems. Asterisk. <laughs> There's lots of problems. Asterisks is abound. To be fair, they were saying that about 3 going back to 2 again. So. Whereas now you have two remastered you could play. So was this was there this much vitriol with two, or was the internet not a thing back then? Vit, 
with two? No, everyone loved two. Everyone loved two at the time. Now, if you were if you were like me, you were like, well, I think the story in one was better. It was told better and stuff. But two's a pretty good game. It's a better game. And oh my god, I love having the belts with the shortcuts for potions. The controls in one are so bad. Like after going to two, you don't want to go back. One (laughs) is damn near unplayable if you've played any of the modern ones Mm -hmm. at this point. So but my friends who introduced me to it they're like you need to play one first because once you play two you won't be able to play one (laughs) you know what i want to say that i beat diablo one well after i beat after i played diablo two was it pleasant did you enjoy the the limitations i had no issue but i'm weird well never mind everything i said was wrong uh, off air mary skelter conversation earlier Diablo 1 was the only one I played on console, so I guess that helped the backwardsness of it. Oh, oh the PlayStation, PlayStation version. Yep. Oh, those, did you those play the Hellfire thing? Were... I did not, actually. It was just the uh, PlayStation 1 version of the game. I got it from a uh, secondhand store. It was after I, I think it might have been after I knew about 2 was coming out kind of thing. But I played 1 for a bit. I was like, this is interesting. And then 2 blew me out of the water and soon we'll be getting to three which was my favorite but i know that's a controversial let's talk about two some more though no we we gotta do three you you know what we'll put two on the short list for another time you have quite a Um, treasure there in that herodric cube mainly because it'll give me (laughs) an excuse to play through uh two remastered because i do have that and we can include that do that in multiplayer yes but now no now we're talking about three the controversial one for many different reasons i'm sure we are going to dive into all of those after we take a short musical interlude we will be right back i'm going to get my paypal out so i can buy things on the auction house Welcome back to RPG Backtrack, where we're talking about Diablo 3, um, as Matt is bailing from the podcast because he's had a very long week. I, I had to get that pun in there. I'm sorry. Um, going back to Soulstone. So <laughs> I had changed tabs because I was looking at our schedule. Um, released on May 15th, 2012 for Windows. Oh, and then so later, long ago. 11 years. And then on PS3 and Xbox 360 on September 3rd, 2013. And then the uh, Ultimate Eternal Edition um, came out for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One on August 19th, 2014. And, you know, I didn't write down where when the expansion came out. So some time between the PS3 and PS4 release. That's when it got good. Yeah. Um, does, and then, does anyone know when it was announced, though? Uh, um, I had that. It was like uh, at a Diablo. It, it was at like a StarCraft August 2 thing, right? Um, I, I know that it was announced while I was still in the military because I used to look up information on it at work. 
So that would have put it bar 2006, 2007? Back when Blizzard uh, was a thing to be worshipped. Originally announced on June 28th, 2008 at 1218 in the afternoon on uh, at the Worldwide Invitational in Paris. And if I, I think I've seen that video. If I remember correctly, they bring out a guy with a guitar and they just play that one chord. And, and people then he says, lost don't you guys sh- have phones? No, that wrong. Oh, past okay. Conference. He didn't say that. All right. Um, and then people lost their shit. And then the, the last release that I forgot to mention, it came out it for Nintendo. It is a really good song. Yeah. Came out for Nintendo Switch on November 2nd, 2018. Announced at a direct of all things. Or was it a direct or was it just the trailer? I remember the trailer with Reggie and Mike Morheim, but I can't remember if that was the Nintendo Direct or not. Oh, well, I, I thought that trailer was cute. It's like, well, two of my gaming heroes in- interacting. It's adorable. And that Switch version was surprisingly really good. Yeah, no, this the, the Switch version was really good. And, and I'm glad that they moved all those changes they put into the loot system from the Switch into the regular game. Yeah, so this game was in development health for 11 years. I actually didn't know that at the time and didn't know that it had been in development for that long. Um, oh, yeah. No, it show it, it too early. Yeah, they, like sh- they showed it really games. early. Then there was the whole issue with Blizzard North being like and Vivendi doing weird financial bad things. And so what am I talking about? They announced it too early. That's what they did here. Yeah. Well, no, the, I mean, as I said, I was looking up stuff when I was working at Pass and ID at up in Groton on the base, you know, for, like in 2007, 2008, when they were first initially like showing off some of the classes before like the official announcements were, um, you know, when they were releasing the games. Yeah. So they announced this thing and then we don't hear anything for forever. And then, then do we know the date when they actually showed that first gameplay that had the slight bit of a rainbow reflected off of a piece of water and the internet? lost its mind I, I do not know the exact the exact date of that but yeah that was when the whole diablo 3 is too colorful um <laughs> discourse there's a started, rainbow in the background it's too colorful. that that discourse started happening so th- that that's why this show is named too much color and yeah. then um they they made shirts that made fun of it um they made yeah, a have, special cow level that made fun of it yeah the were those shirts ever available to the public or was that oh yeah a, yeah the okay. uh the whimsy shire diablo three shirts are official merchandise okay i i wasn't sure if that was just an inside joke with them or not oh uh, no no they they embraced it hard and good for them so it, it, the older build of the game, I, I recall looking a lot more like Diablo 2, and then at some point they had completely scrapped that whole thing and then restarted it from scratch. Yeah, because they lost a lot of the assets when Blizzard North went bye-bye. They literally um, lost assets? Oh, yeah. It, it was... It was I, yeah, it's... There, I like. I know some of the stuff behind it because I know some people who were around that time, um, who happened to be in those areas. Uh, but I'm, I don't know how much I can or cannot say. So I'll just keep things. Gonna, kind like of anybody still at Blizzard anymore? Like, what's it matter? It's more. I don't. I'd rather not just risk things, you know. Remember, I have a to- I've had a top secret clearance with the military. There's stuff I oh you can say. keep a secret. All right. Yeah, I, many people apparently, <laughs> including those who are granted such clearances. So the the original game lead designer was Jay Wilson, who was um, with Relic Develop Relic Entertainment at the time. Who'd worked on a lot of the uh, Warhammer games. 
and he he was the one that was responsible for a lot of the controversial decisions like the auction house um i'm not sure about the always online thing that he was responsible for i mean that kind of i mean it was one of the first big game games that was not an mmo that required it yeah um a a lot of people starcraft 2 required it so well starcraft 2 came out later uh 2010 so before it came out okay so was there reasoning but after it was announced (laughs) yeah yeah. i'm asking this as a question was there reasoning because they didn't want uh botting uh the always online or the auction house the always online i know the reasoning for the auction house we'll get into that okay um do you want what they said or what the truth is both i mean it's it's to prevent piracy yeah force people to buy copies of the game but like yeah that's what the truth what did they say was it i uh, imagine that what they said was botting or something i'm I'm sorry i have trouble remembering blatant lies that are fed to me by (laughs) pr representatives um um now the the reason for the auction house is is believe it or not because at that time ebay banned the sale of digital items so they were doing I, us a favor, is what you're telling me. Well, I, actually, the well. the reason for the auction house was because of the fact uh, Diablo 2 had a very lucrative market in uh, buying and selling the in-game items on eBay and other platforms. Uh, still does, actually. And so uh, they wanted to basically get in on the pie. That's what I thought. They just I wanted a friend to cut. that afforded his first uh, apartment entirely off of Diablo 2 farming. Oh my yeah, gosh. Um, it's a lot yeah, of war I mean, travelers. It was, an actual, it was an actual thing that allowed uh, that people would go and like buy and sell Diablo two, you know, gear and drops on like eBay and other platforms. Because I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I sort of understand the reasoning behind that because there was a lot of scams going on with with that stuff, and at yeah, least with if it we being have it a, internally, it legitimizes it and keeps you safe. And, and we get a cut. And we get a profit of it. And we get, and a, we get a cut, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Um, I never used the real money one because that, that was the that was the big sticking point that people had was that there was the real money auction house and the in-game gold auction house. And I never got any sort of good drops to be able to sell anything on the real money one, but I made quite a bit of gold on the uh, in-game currency one at the time. I was time. just able to buy items with the right stat rolls that I needed, and it was so much easier than what we have nowadays with these random enchants. Yeah, because wasn't that the other issue was that the gear was sort of kind of tuned so that you never got what you needed and you kind of had to rely on it yep uh yeah you're right because you'd get a lot of things for other classes at first didn't you yeah Mm -hmm. gosh it's been so long since that was the case nothing like Um, getting nothing like getting a plus intelligence on my demon hunter bows um and you know another issue that sort of cropped up and the reason why it went away is because uh, unlike wow where a lot of the gear is soul bound that this isn't really the case so gear never goes away in diablo 3 and it kind of made the prices inflate like crazy and messed with the balance of the game so i i think when they did the expansion they just offed all of that and did the loot 2.0 system yeah 2.0 yeah um to, to the joy of many people because so many people hated the auction house and to be honest i never really got the hate other than that with the whole economy thing i i was not against the auction house because i enjoyed how i was getting equipment that i needed but i gotta say reapers of souls made the game better in oh. so many ways so yes. i kind of i i accept the death of the auction house and making everyone else happy yep so um 
when the game released, we had a choice of five classes at the beginning. We had the barbarian, the witch doctor, the wizard, the monk, and the demon hunter. Um, I think the barbarian and the wizard were the only two that came from previous games. Uh, witch doctor, monk, and demon hunter were all new. Um, they they were new, yeah. but they th- had elements that were from previous games. Yeah, sure. uh, wasn't yeah, there the, a monk like class in the Diablo Two expansion? No, that so, was a crazy. Was that a rogue or, or no? That, that was the assassin. Yeah, the druid and the assassin. Yeah, the monk was actually the the unofficial official expansion to Diablo One. Oh, I don't remember that. I never. Hellfire. Oh, yeah. that's what's going on there. All right. Okay. okay. Um. Yeah. And it's like, a, and it's a, I don't remember a, there ever being a monk in anything before three, but uh, I didn't play yeah, Hellfire. Yeah, there was a monk as a as a playable class in the official uh, okay. unofficial expansion to Diablo One Hellfire. Yeah. And yeah, I have to and, phrase it like that because it's both official and it's both not official at the same yes. time. It's true. It's true. And, and yeah, some of the newer classes kind of implemented stuff from the old one, like the witch doctor used a lot of stuff from the necromancer and druid. The demon hunter combined the Amazon and the assassin. Um, the monk kind of had the the paladin and assassin a little bit. Um, I, I thought it was a nice swath of classes. And the most interesting new feature I found, being able to choose your gender. Though it did seem like they marketed some of them more with one specific gender to the others like i never saw any uh, uh artwork of the demon hunter as the male demon hunter it was always the female one mm-hmm. um, male voiced necromancer by, uh voiced by laura bailey too oh, nice. which i learned recently <laughs> um the monk they usually marketed as the male i'm not sure about the male wizard. necromancer male sorcerer um... female witch doctor i remember that yeah yeah yeah, I never and then, saw female witch doctors. Wizard, I think, was probably the class I saw most that were both. Well, it's more the marketing and you know the official artwork that they used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not uh, not what players played as. I, I then, was definitely not in any of those circles quite then. I was very much the consumer. Not uh, I saw the trailers. That was about it. And then for the expansion is when they brought out the Crusader class, which is ba- basically a paladin. It's a little horsey and rides around. Yeah. And then... I swing a giant face. (laughs) And then in kind of a standalone DLC, they put out the Necromancer. Um, Basically just the classic Necromancer you sort of remembered from two. Bone Storm. (laughs) Um, Bone Storm! Uh, I uh, I also read this as an April Fool's joke. They had the archivist class, which used scrolls and stuff, but also died in one hit. I wish <laughs> that they would playing as Kane. <laughs> yeah, I wish they would have made that one real. That had that real heart. Well, we have that now in Diablo Four. It's called Sorcerer. Oh, okay, gotcha. Especially now because they took away all the survivability. Yes. Um, and and then you know I I remember the cutscenes in this one. I'm so bear in mind I'm used to the really cartoony cutscenes from WoW. So when they were showing the the realistic human faces and stuff, I was like, man, they, these look really detailed and awesome. What are you talking? Like uh, all the cutscenes were like drawn. No, like I was inked. talking about like the act cutscenes. I I yeah the drawn cutscenes I thought were, were stupid and garbage, and I ended up skipping most most of those. But the ones that were actually animated. Um, 
I really enjoy. Are there animated cutscenes in three? I don't even yeah. remember then any. Yeah, like the opening one is, you know, showing Deckard Kane going into the cathedral. Oh, and Leia. Oh, yeah. Right, because it's Leia. And then what they did, they killed Kane. Yeah. We didn't talk about the most important problem with Diablo 3. They killed Kane. Oh, we're, get, we're getting into the we're getting into the story now. So right. cuz spoilers, don't you remember the cutscene where Kane was basically being viking funeraled? Sure. You they killed get... Kane. That's all I cared about. Uh, yeah, yeah, like after that it's like this game has jumped the shark. I don't even care. Let's get to max level. <laughs> I mean, well, no, they really jumped the shark when they made Diablo hot. Yeah, they gave uh, Diablo childbearing hips <laughs> and boobs. <laughs> Listen, they wrote themselves in a corner in two because they permanently killed the prime evils. So they had to come up with a ways to say, uh, no, we didn't. <laughs> but they, they, that, and there were things I liked about the story. Like, I really like the intrigue of what was that comet star that fell and mm-hmm. who who was the stranger that showed up and you know surprised it was actually Tyrael. and believe it or not at the time i really didn't see that coming um and and they made Tyrael a real badass in in this one because he's he's mortal now he basically uh left heaven badass who doesn't know how to regulate his meals <laughs> Get all my meals in the morning <laughs> I love those How many times do we have to hear that stupid story? <laughs> I love I love those stories. I don't There's, remember that. Uh in the in the towns while you're doing this is something they added in the expansion. While you're doing uh bounties and stuff, Tyrael and what's his face will have a conversation about Tyrael getting used to being human and stuff like him overeating will come up. Yeah, it's okay. like I was I was tired of feeling hungry, so I That's ate right. all my meals at once. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I never Now I don't feel that. so good. Yeah. That's funny. I see. I, oh, being immortal is complicated. It's like you are the freaking archangel of wisdom now, and you can't figure out how eating works. I know <laughs> this is not how his character would be, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, he's only the archangel of wisdom because he kind of failed at being the archangel of justice. Was he justice? No, he was justice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aspect of justice. Aspect of justice. Yeah. See, see, most of the funny banter stuff I remember being from the followers. Oh, the followers are great. Because you get, you get, you get the twist from three followers: the enchantress, the scoundrel, and I cannot remember the, the boring the, guy. Yeah, yeah, the, the boring crusader. Guy. Boring guy. Yeah, crusader. Nobody chooses mm-hmm. him because he's boring. Actually, I choose him all the time because he has like the most survivability. Well, uh, he's the one that lives. Everyone else just kind of just dies. I I end up choosing the scoundrel because I think his dialogue is funny, especially if your your player character is female. Yeah. Th- th- Although there the was... enchantress has the good dialogue, but like it's there's like builds. The builds always call for like the thief or the enchantress and it's like they never want the paladin. Yeah. Well the builds call for them because of the fact that they have abilities to buff your damage. Yeah. Uh, I used the uh, crusader just because a lot of the characters I used were ranged ones so it helped me able to stay ranged if the crusader was jumping in. And then another thing that they added that I thought was really neat was they really expanded some of the crafting stuff that you did. Like you've got a jewel crafter now, you've got a blacksmith that breaks down items and lets you build new ones. Um, and you have to spend a bazillion dollars to level up all these tables. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if that was an expansion thing or not, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, kind of in both, what I remember being frustrating from the very beginning was getting the uh, uh, recipe drops for them. It seemed like they were 
just took for fucking ever. Yeah, so the the um expand the leveling them up was in the original. It just they they did add some additional levels when they did the uh, expansion. Yeah, and then they added bounties with guaranteed recipe drops in them. Although the some time. recipes still only come from certain mobs and or goblins. Yeah, so yeah. I keep talking about both sides. Um, did you want to focus on the base game first, Kelly, or not? Yeah, let's let's focus on the base game first. Um, All right, so in base game, you could level the uh, crafters up to level 10. And and didn't you have to rescue a a bunch of them for the the story reasons? Like, I remember you had to rescue the jeweler. I mean, that's just, that's the difference between adventure mode or not adventure mode. Okay. And interesting thing about the jeweler, voiced by James uh, Hong. Yeah, so the jeweler, the jeweler's story, he's a god, basically, right? Yeah. But that never goes anywhere, and they never touch on it again, and he doesn't show up in four. (laughs) No, I Most love interesting him. character in the game. <laughs> I love him because I love his voice. But Vaughn and I were playing and we were like, wait, is that who we think it is? And we look it up like, yep, it's James Hong. Yeah, no, he, the voice the voice acting is really good throughout. Um, but yeah, no, the Shen, Shen who was the jewel crafter, I mean, he, you, you come to learn that he's like this god. Like, and... Like he always, and he always plays it off like he's really not this god. And even like a character in the game, when you're doing his quest, like you get these subquests that deal with their like backstories. He even tells them, it's like, yeah, I'm no longer that person. You know, it's like, no, I'm not really like everyone knows he's the like you as a player knows he's the god. The game knows he's the god, but he doesn't acknowledge that he is ever the god any, anymore. Mm-hmm. It was well written. I mean, there's some really good writing in Diablo three. Oh, I, I love the story. I I thought it was some pretty epic uh, writing myself, though. Like you said, I like I some of the points. I it, I like some of the side stories a little bit better than the main story. Yeah. I, yeah, I, the, yeah. So, do we need to do a plot summary? Just just a very brief one. All right. What happens? Tyrael falls out of the sky. You have to find his sword because he dropped it. You give it to him, and you need to go kill Asmodan because he's a lesser evil trying to horn in on everything now that the prime evils are out of the way. But that was all a side story because really, Adria, you know, the witch from the first game who helped you by selling you magic potions? Yeah, turns out she had sex with your character before he left town at the end of Diablo 1, and she had a baby. That baby's name is Leia. And Leia has the seed of Diablo in her. And so Adria does a stupid plot. Oh, by the way, in the middle of this, we kill um, Cain for no real reason other than to make you feel bad. All right. So back to Adria. She does this weird cockamamie plot to get all the soul stones from the Diablo and the Mephisto and the Bale together. Or She makes a new black soul stone and absorbs their spirits into it, along with all the other evils. And then that brings her plans to fruition, which is to possess her daughter with the spirits of all the Diablos to make the quote-unquote prime evil, which is all the evils in one. And then he goes, walks up, and throws some litter onto heaven, and then you kill him, and or kill her, I guess, now. And then she falls off the edge and burns up, and we can't save Leia because, screw you, we killed Cain, now we killed Leia, and the end. Oh, right, yeah. there was also this jerk of an angel, but he dies. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Oh, he doesn't? No. I thought it made room. Oh, right. He doesn't die because uh, the other angel defects. No. Yeah, Malthiel defects. Malthiel was wisdom. That's but that's in the expansion. No, Malthiel, Malthiel had been di- missing for years. The years between Diablo four base or Diablo three base and the expansion. No, like years before Diablo three, he had been missing. Oh, 
Listen, they made up a lot of new lore for this. You expect me to keep it all straight? I keep it straight, but I You can me. buy the Book of Cain from Amazon.com right now and the Book of Tyriel if you'd like the Diablo 3 and Diablo 4 lore explainers. And then there's also the Book of Loreth, which is the Diablo 4 lore explainer, but actually is more of a sequel to the, the game Diablo 4. <laughs> and it's read on audible form by, that's right, Sid from Final Fantasy 16. I, I need to get this. And Loreth from Diablo 4, of course. <laughs> Oh, I forgot. The, oh, I get. And then I get you can do a better set. job of summarizing the plot than I can, but not the. Oh, you did a good can. job. You just got Matthew uh, wrong. That was a good plot synopsis, and I'm just thinking there are people that took this game a lot more seriously than I did. <laughs> I, I listen. Have... Kane lived in my head for you know ten, twenty years at that point, and uh, then they just kick him off, kill him off for no good story reason, yes. and it just Kane it's is the, the exception. Yeah. As soon I know. as Kane was killed, I stopped paying attention to the game as anything. I mean, other that's than, the okay, right decision. Stupid. That's pretty much what I did too. Yeah, but no, they've they've. In fact, I want to say Malthiel had been missing even before Diablo two, if I remember right. I mean, that's backs. All right, great, wonderful. But the side stories are kind of neat, neat and charming. Oh yeah, no. Uh, as I said, the the writing, like the actual writing for the game, not the story, but the writing is really good. I mean, the side stories for the characters and um. You know, that you learn the depths of each one and trying to resolve their issues for those companions, whether it be the crafters or the uh, combat ones. And the wiki says you're right, Tim. Malfiel took off once the world stone was broken at the end of two by none other than the hero. <laughs> no. Oh, who broke the world stone, everybody? Come on. I, I honestly don't remember. <sighs> Tyriel breaks the world stone. It's a whole cinematic at the end of Lord of Destruction. He flies into it with a sword. Same sword Tyriel you have to find it. for him. Okay, gotcha. It, it's, yeah, it's been a hot minute since I played Diablo 2. I take I've Diablo actually... lore way more seriously than I should because Blizzard games used to have really good lore. And then they were told to you in the instruction manual, not, not so much in the game. <laughs> oh yeah, no. I, I I read through the entire instruction manual for Warcraft Three, which which is almost a book in and of yeah. itself with the lore from the different factions. Yeah, I'm like I'm gonna read the manual, then start playing WoW tonight. Never got around to playing WoW that night. <laughs> I, I read the WoW manual in the bathroom at work because somebody left their WoW manual in the, in the bathroom at work. World of Warcraft, <laughs> the toilet reader, and, and then. Uh, side tang tangent one of my my boss like, kept saying you need to bring that home that your boss the ceo is gonna get mad if he sees that i'm like it's not mine it's someone else's and i refuse at the time i refused to take it home and then somebody she put a note on it that said who if if whoever doesn't claim this at the end of the day it's going in the trash so it's like fine and i i brought it home and i still have it and i mentioned it on Facebook and one of my ex-co-workers was like, oh yeah, that was mine. Ah. <laughs> like, I kept getting blamed for that, dude. But but it was good reading. I, well, I, I went to go take it home, but you stole it. <laughs> so, um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, oh, yeah the Diablo the, 3? The, 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 the <laughs> three... here. Uh, Warcraft always reminded me of, like, as a comparison, something like Game of Thrones, just weaving through, has a lot of things connected. Diablo, to me, was always like Lord of the Rings Ring of Power. Where I'm like, okay, this is dumb. Let's just see what they do next. So I never watched Ring of Power, and I, I cut. There are only two opinions: it sucks or it's not that bad. And I don't know who to trust. That's usually what I heard about the Diablo story. To be fair, is it sucks or it's not that bad. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> 
that that being said, I, I am with you, Ryan, that I did sort of check out of the story after Kane got killed because, yeah, Kane's kind of the best character in the whole series. I, I kept hoping they'd make it better, but they didn't. Stay what a while. Boy, Listen. Is, they didn't even let you, like, they should have built it up. One of the final side bosses should have been Magda. No, it's like 10 seconds later. Like, okay, well, I've, I've avenged Kane. Why do I care? Killed by a freaking butterfly. He was an old man, so I guess it makes sense. But It was supposed to be the last of the Herodrum, though. You know, but, well, we, we keep finding more, apparently. <laughs> the last of the Herodrum is, is the friends we make along the way. <laughs> So, um, and then what was the story for Reaper of Souls? All right. So, Malfail went away because he's like, oh no, the World Stone's broken. And the World Stone is important to the Diablo lore in ways I never really remember, other than it's important to Sanctuary and it's powerful, whatever. Anyway, it's gone now. And he goes on a little fact finding mission to like discover himself and figure out what are we going to do? And he came back and the answer, he chose death. So he goes and finds that black soul stone that Adrian made. And he, he takes out his Hoover vacuum and sucks up everybody's soul in the room, except for Tyrael's who he leaves for reasons that doesn't make any sense because it'd been many better for him if you killed Tyrion. So that happens. And then Tyrael says, Hey dude, um, can you kill this angel? And you do. And, uh, that, and then that's it. And then you find out it's not told well in the game, but it turns out that uh, Malfiel, when he was doing all that, kind of sucked up 90% of the souls in Sanctuary. So that also happened. Well, that's not good. Really, yeah, so really, you just got a new act and they got rid of the auction house is what really happened. So, so here, that, uh, that's a good summary. That is a good <laughs> quick summary. So the, the more nitty gritty is Malfiel came to the conclusion being the aspect of wisdom that the only way to stop the fighting was to kill off the humans because the humans were the descendants of um, angels and demons. They don't Hence. tell you this in the game at all, though. No, they do. That's why you're called the Nephilim. Because the Nephilim. No, they tell you that in the game. They don't say that's why Malfield decides to kill you all. Like it never explains. Like we need to kill the Nephilim because. Yeah. Well, all because humans anything, are, any justification as to how it will make anything better is not provided. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, the the whole the whole Nephilim thing is basically the power the how much power you have from being oh, descended. And should I explain Nephilim? All right. Yeah. No, All right. The, the Nephilim are basically the when the angels and demons were bagged, we're the offspring. You know, Romeo and Juliet. What if they don't die and get together? That's the Nephilim. Yeah. They, they and, had and, that, and all this is actually explained in the game from lore drops that are in the dungeons. I do like those old books. Yeah, they're from the books. Um, specifically the books that are on your way to fighting Adria, who turns into some weird blood obsessed demon spider lady. No, the, the spider lady was the pain lady. That was, no, was that, or her too. But yeah, no, uh, Adria kind of looked like a weird spider thing yeah, too. Yeah, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah they. That also bugged me. So if they were basically just the same boss, it felt like. I don't know. I never went back and played through the story again once Adventure Mode came out. By the way, yeah, Adventure same. Mode came out with the expansion, which was yep. you don't have to play through the story anymore to level a character. And everyone said, oh, thank God. And so that's what they did. And they had bounties, which gave you rewards for doing little quests around the world. And then they added rifts where you take it or leave it end game feature of Diablo 3. Beating and Diablo with a level 1 character was always fun. Yep. And, and leaderboards. Yep. Oh, yeah. The Nephilim rifts, which were 
you know, you just open it and go kill enemies that are around your level. And the difficulties kind of decide about whatever difficulty level you have the game on. And then at the end of those, you would get these, little, well, this didn't launch with the expansion, but eventually came out. They gave you these little stones that would drop in the rifts. And then you could use those to do greater rifts, which were timed. And the idea was on completion. And so it would give you no loot along the way. You'd get loot at the end of the rift from the boss. The rifts themselves were basically just reused assets from all the dungeons in the games, kind of procedurally generated and stuck together um, randomly um, as a series of floors within the rift. And so, uh, yeah, if you wanted to grind for items and equipment and level up your character they were by far and away the most efficient and best way to do it and that was your end game instead of maps like you have in path of exile or torchlight you did riffs and it gets very samey but it's also very easy to turn on some techno music and zone out which is what i like i i will admit yeah. i spent a night grinding in diablo 3 listening to the music from lolly rock there you go very yeah, easy to and, do in uh on the Switch version, as I played a lot more of that content in the Switch version, and I just liked laying in bed, running around, killing things, uh, watching a TV show, or putting on a podcast. It, it was very zen. And you know, getting into the gameplay of Diablo 3, um, it seemed like th this game was a lot more action-oriented than 2. Um, you got bonuses for trying to chain together, killing as much enemies as possible. And for me, that was a blast to do. Um, just, just trying to get it up because you got an got a experience bonus the, the higher it got. And a lot of the characters had movement abilities. Like I remember the Barbarian had a uh, tornado ability that I love chain, chaining uh, into different groups of enemies. Uh, it's and, called Whirlwind. Yeah, it's been in like every DM. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Whirlwind Barbarian is is like... To the point where I think it's in WoW. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, it's, I, it's like easy mode. It's the easy mode Barbarian. It's also in Path of Exile. <laughs> So See, it's on the I, I rogue in played, that game. <laughs> I never played Barbarian in one or no wait, I put Warrior in one. I never played Barbarian in two, so I didn't know that, that was win. That was a thing, but yeah, that was fun. That was my that's actually that's actually the, a lot of movement. Yeah, when I when I build a uh, character, the Barbarian uh, World One build is usually the one I use. It's real nice because you essentially get to paint a path of destruction through the enemy groups. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's not. A, it's not always one of the strongest builds, but it's one of the ones that'll get you. Not in Diablo Four, it isn't. Well, even Diablo Three, uh, it it powers out a little lower, but uh, it's at least one of the ones that will get you very well on your way to being high level. Now, now let's talk about builds for a minute, because one controversial oh. aspect about this game is that there's no talent tree. Instead, as you level up, you you unlock. What are you talking about? There's totally a, t a talent uh, tabs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're and, right. and there's no and tree. He, there's no tree. When there was a tree in two, and you had to make decisions that mattered, and they had permanence, and it was a pain that you have to make a new character to reset your choices, and everyone hated it. And why don't they just let us respec? And in this one, they made it so you can change everything all the time, and you couldn't min max builds in the same way. It's and so people hated it just as much. Did I, they though? Because like there's plenty of build it. choices and designing, and then you you could try things, and they tried to really emphasize. They tried to make 
build making approachable because it's really hard for anybody who doesn't devote a bazillion hours to or a lot of planning with spreadsheets to figure out what the best Diablo 2 build you can make is because, you know, to try something else, you have to roll a new character. So here they made it so everything is mutable and you can just go open the menus, reselect your, your points and your perks and and see how this feels. And then the only thing you have to change after that is your equipment. And and I'll, I'll stuff, be honest, right? I just look up builds on icy veins. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So people still do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Does it matter? I don't know. I, I feel like I was able to better design builds in Diablo because of how approachable, but I hated how generic every character I make is. There was no point to making more than one of any class. And I, there's there's yeah. good aspects of that, and there's bad aspects. Well, I'm still conflicted about it. Chris, you know why there was no point to making more than one of any class because you only had 10 character slots <sighs> Another seasons, and they gave you the ability to rebirth your eternal characters into the season okay i guess because I, I assume because there were no i never ran out of slots but i i understand that if you wanted to play more than just sorcerer that would help happen <laughs> i just I mean, re rebirthing my sorcerer <laughs> I, I never did either, but that was another controversial decision. And my my main thing with the builds was that my problem was that I would find something that was so useful I never wanted to try anything else. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was the thing for like doing a new season. I would always want to do a new build because like should try something new. Um, and... ex explain to people what seasons are. Oh, uh, so seasons, a.k.a. ladder from the D2 parlance would be, though, I guess that there's more to it now because it's a more modern game, is we have basically when you choose to make a new character, you can tag it as so-called seasonal, which means it's uh, only on the seasonal realms, which will have some unique effect about them, like uh, extra powerful bonus items that are included or extra buffs that your character just permanently gets depending on the season different effects different seasons oh. um sometimes it's a whole bunch of treasure goblins just showing up all the time there you go um so my favorite you, season by the way but you have to make a new character you're starting fresh you don't have access to any of your old items so you have to start collecting stuff from zero and since diablo got rid of the auction house like uh it essentially became a solo self-found game at that point um which is a terminology in action RPGs where you play by yourself and you find all the items yourself. Um, now you can party up in Diablo three, so it's not necessarily solo if you, if you don't want it to be, but uh, on the seasonal realm, you would then try to rush to max level as fast as possible. And then you get on the leaderboards. Yay. Um, and then the, the other leaderboards beyond the levels, which, you know, people learned how to just smash the leveling process very early on in the game's life cycle. So what became the thing you would shoot for on the leaderboards is the first to, to max out like the greater rift, the max level greater rift. Was there a max level or is it just as high as it can go? It's as high as it can go. I think the highest I've heard reached is like 140 or 150 okay. right now. I never I, really got up to that level. I, I yeah, never yeah. messed with uh, seasons. Chris never. Chris was never uh, never saddled to a horse. It's at, when they added that aspect that made it controversial. It makes my opinion controversial on it because why I enjoyed Diablo three so much more is because of how easily accessible it was. You just fall into it, can play for an hour, and be like, oh, four hours have gone by. While in Diablo two, you had to. Maximize builds. You had to worry about PvP. You had to worry about uh, people stealing. Like if you're on a common server, people stealing your items, which was one of my favorite things. That, as far as I know, Diablo three did new at the time of 
stuff will drop only for you, even if you're in a group. So no one's going to steal that legendary drop from you because that only showed up on your screen. So when you just break away from somebody and like, wait, did, did and then you link it afterwards and everyone gets like, that was some of the most fun for me is linking the new legendary drops when we got them. By the way, for those un, who are unknown, uh, the term for if you, leeching, you know, having a high level character, you know, uh, help someone grind out a lower level character. It's a uh, horse and saddle. The saddle, you know, the saddle would be the yes. low level character, oh, and no, the horse would be the high level. level. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's power and you, level. And you, there were entire uh, social groups you could join inside the game. Like you just call, there were power leveling groups you could just join and be like looking for power level, or I'm about to start a power level. Do you want to join? And you just join. You join the game and you sit outside the. You'd sit at the very start of the greater rift, and by the end of that rift, you'd be max level. <laughs> It or near great. to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, that, that being said, I, I kind of enjoyed the more casual approach to th- this game and not having to worry, uh, lose my mind being anxious over whether or not my build is going to be correct. And the, the more action focused combat which involved ch- chaining stuff together and like se- setting off traps to do trap kills which oh that that was always so satisfying oh, i hated traps so much <laughs> why because you'd always set them off on yourself no i just don't want to lay them and think about them and have to respond i didn't have time uh, for that my, so i, I would hate, microwave all the monsters and move on <laughs> i hate the affixes to monsters what some exactly of them is. can be frustrating hey if you don't have something lightning enchanted and fill up the whole screen with charge bolts, like it's not Diablo. Lightning I think they got rid of that actually, and that pissed me off. I'm like, yeah, I lightning. need Rockanishu. <laughs> well, you actually fought Rockanishu. He was a boss. Right. He was a boss, and I really appreciated that. <laughs> it's like, all right, Diablo three, you did one thing right. <laughs> we finally got to kill Rockanishu. <laughs> but um. No, my the one I hated the most was arcane, the spinning arcane oh, lasers. That, those laser ones. Oh yeah, I'd always I'd always die to those, or because I have no spatial awareness. Yeah, they have them games. in four. I hated oh. the combination of those two when they had the walls that would come up because some of the times the walls Jailer. would just spawn you into a corner and then you just kept getting lasered because you couldn't move. Yeah, there was also wormhole, which would also randomly teleport you possibly back to the boss. <laughs> right into those arcane lasers. <sighs> I remember my most hated thing in Diablo 2 was being in a room with a bunch of mobs that could resurrect each other and then one big mob in the back that could resurrect all the little ones did diablo 3 have that yes just fallen's mostly those yeah, are fallen shamans fall. and they're in three they're in four it's a diablo staple now ever since okay. two ever since two you, you hear the little shaky the shaky rattly sticks and you're like oh gosh i gotta kill those things because because I, I don't remember that being as much of an issue. That's why I don't remember it. Because I too made me want to put my mouse through the monitor with that crap. And I think I think the reason was is because in Diablo three, they didn't use like in Diablo two. You would have like seven, eight, you know, a ton of them all to put together. In Diablo three, you maybe find like three with a group. Okay, that that explains a lot then. You unlocked a question. I've uh, I can't find the monster name right now, but I didn't know anyone at the time when the game first came out that played both Diablo and Doom. There's those uh, 
They're like bull, bull demons or minotaur-like creatures. When you killed them, they made the sound that sounds exactly like the uh, imps from Doom. <laughs> when they die, like, okay, the, did they just steal a, a voice, like a clip from Doom? Like, the, One of the, the things, exact I, same. as I've gotten older, I, I've heard classic Blizzard sound effects show up in other games, which makes me think that they're all using common sound libraries that have existed for 30 years. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, no, that doesn't surprise me either. I mean, I I hear the same thing in anime too. Like uh, one of the most classic ones you'll hear, I've I've heard all the way back in the '90s, being "Oh, you know, like what?" <laughs> <laughs> you just made a guy's a, a noise of a person, so I don't know what sound effect you're okay. referring to. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's I know the sound effect. I hear it in my head all the time. But all right. <laughs> The first time I heard it was in Tenchi Moyo, but... Uh, the, the Kazra, I've tracked it down. Kazra, Kazra, yeah, Goatmen. When you killed them, they just go, oh, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it sounded exactly like the imps from the Doom. Ca- oh, the imps, not the Kako demons. And, and um, I appreciate that thanks to the, the better graphics in this game, that you get a chance for the monsters to be a lot more gross. Uh, I, I'm thinking about the, uh, the the things that you fight at the end of the... Uh, Loot demon portal that that basically are kind of flabby looking demons. Do you know what I'm talking about, or am I just? Rambling? Are you talking about the one that gets crushed by a giant chest? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, okay. the greed goblin. Yeah, the thing. greed goblin aspect of greed or whatever. Yeah, because it, it's like nice and fleshy, and then yeah. when it gets crushed by that chest, you can s- sit there and smack it a dozen times and watch it jiggle. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that blubber go. <laughs> Yeah, she she she's a she's a beaut, all right. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something satisfying about that. But also, yeah, I I like the treasure goblin vaults the best. Not 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 just because I have the the loot goblin amiibo that can get me access to that, but also because I I think that's a very neat thing that they did with those treasure goblin vaults. Yeah, I like uh, th- my personal favorite is the one that will summon. Uh, there's there's a one where there's a chance to actually summon a rift to Whimsyshire. Oh yeah, yeah. Wait, let's talk about Whimsyshire real quick. Um, the the, the skits more or less. Um, so that was a direct reaction to people griping about the art style. Um, it <laughs> instead is a- of adding a cow level, they added a rainbow with rainbows level with rainbows and unicorns. There yeah. is a cow level though. That came Wait. later. Okay. Wait, there was. Yeah. So Whimsy Shire was in the base game, and then the yes. cow level I think came in the expansion. Okay. So uh, the the cow level, or I'm sorry, the Whimsy Shire, you have to build the staff of herding, mm-hmm. and getting all the pieces to that is a nightmare because. First, you have to get the recipe from a boss, and it's a random drop. Um, you have to get Wurt's leg again, right? Yeah. Wurt's bell. Oh, yeah, Wurt's, Wurt's bell. bell. You have to get a black mushroom. You have to get rainbow ice, which is another drop from a the mushroom's random... the annoying one, right? Yeah, because it yeah. spawns in a very spe- specific area in a specific room. So you have to keep going. To, I, I think it's and the, the monster cathedral. doesn't show up every time you go in there. So yeah. you have to keep like starting see, a new game. I, see, I've had like four or five of all these items. You want to know which one takes me forever to get? Which one? The stupid eye, the rainbow ice mm. yeah because that's a specific cave that has to spawn that's in a specific area. cave that has to spawn and it's from a specific mob on the second floor of that cave and it's not a hundred percent drop 
So, so do you know why this is fresh in everyone's minds? If you've played season 28, you need to get that stupid mushroom. Actually, oh. I think you need all the, you need to make a staff of hurting to progress the, the, uh, the, the, uh, season gimmick, which is a bunch of really powerful buffs for your character that are permanent for all characters during the season. Um, you have to do certain achievements or sacrifice certain items rather to, uh, to get that. And one of it was to make a staff of hurting more or less. So, yeah. Because there hasn't been any reason to make one of those in years. <laughs> yeah, because once you players, go to Whimsy yeah. Shire, it's like, oh, okay, fun, fun times go on. I, I was trying to go to Whimsy Shire again because I was trying to get inspiration for the skit. Forgetting that one... You probably had a had better, the, better chance just running riffs until it randomly pops. Yeah, well, one, I already had the recipe, which I forgot. Oh. Two, apparently I already had the staff on my Switch version, which I ah. <laughs> So I'm, I'm trying to get that stupid oh, yeah. mushroom. Yeah, once go you have it, I don't think you get the drops again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, go, going to that. Yeah, that's, the, that's definitely a thing, yeah. The account for the Switch version is completely separate from your normal, yeah. from your other account, yeah. too. Yeah, well, I, I knew I got it at some point. Oh, no, I was saying that for the listeners. Okay, gotcha. Um, I just couldn't remember if I did it or not because it had been forever since I got the Switch version. I got it for Christmas uh, when it came out. And I, I had rolled a new um, a, a necromancer just to kind of re- remind myself of the game. Uh, a necromancer that I named I Fart Bats, by the way. Um, made my husband l- cry laugh when he read that name. It would have been funnier if it was a witch doctor because witch doctors actually have spells that summon bats. Uh, you, you I have, probably but I had my f- favorite name for a witch doctor of a Kulubaga, which is just the sound of the uh, Crash Bandicoot. Okay, that's what it like why does that sound familiar okay that that's why um but, but yeah i have a broken build for a while where you just ran around as a chicken killing everything see i don't know i hardly ever played witch doctor yeah me neither <laughs> but um but what was i spin I to win baby yeah uh go going to whimsy Sharon again it's like yeah uh pink unicorns rainbows there's teddy bears there's little sunflowers that attack you it's got the wrong music though. It needs the music from that um, rejected short film. Oh, <laughs> the, with the cloud bleeding out of its butt. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's what it needs for the music, but it doesn't have it. It has this weird no. backwards song. <laughs> yeah, so, so the song is some a, a really famous piano piece from the 1900s that's notorious for being played being on a synthesizer t- and then yeah. backwards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Because I found all this out, like while doing research for the show, that that piano piece is notoriously very hard to play, and then played backwards, it sounds even weirder. Um, it, it's really neat, though. You should listen. But to you it. get Actually, to you get to click on these smiley face clowns, and they drop a bunch of gold, and then the flowers try to kill you, and the unicorns try to kill you, and the teddy bears try to kill you. You know, the there's a lot of things you. that actually made riffs on Whimsy Shire. Yeah. Um, there's also the the map screen itself is also looks like it's drawn on notebook paper, mm-hmm. which is like a kid's touch. drawing, actually. Yeah. Um, it, like it's an just edgy high little, schooler. I I think it's such a neat little Easter egg. Um, it's worth doing at least once either it just doesn't yeah. have the same lasting appeal as the cow level though there's no. something about a bovine army with axes that just sticks with you and so <laughs> the the hunt has begun in diablo 4 to find the cow level by the way uh it hasn't now been they, found yet uh no it is not but there's lots of theories <laughs> oh of course there are the uh, yes. the, the, but there is a cow level in three. Yes. I just yeah, tell, deal, yeah, tell me about, about the cow level in three because I'm this is new to me. I don't remember how you get there. 
I just got into it when they eventually added it. You have to um, cube. Kunai's cube. cube. You have to. Yes. um, You have to. uh, Oh, God. uh, Can't remember the term, but you have to throw. You have to transmute a puzzle ring in Kunai's cube that creates the portal to go to the cow level. I knew Ah. it. And is it just like the cow level in two? Uh, um, it's got like a story shit, right? Not, not really. Oh, there's a boss cow. Yeah, there's a boss cow. I'll leave it at that. You actually, you actually kill the cow queen. Because okay. the cow king was in two. The, well, the cow king is the one who opens the way to Whimsyshire with the herding staff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think it's a ghost of the cow king, but yeah. Yeah, it's the it's the cow king's ghost. And, I and didn't know that. Yes. Uh, yeah. It originally, yeah, you had to go to a specific spot to use that, and he would stand by that hole or whatever and use the thing. It was a cow it. skeleton in a, near a hole, if I remember right. But I never, um, I never got the pole arm that's needed for it, so I don't think I ever went to the cow level. But I did remember the rainbow goblins for the Winsydale. Yeah, no, it's it's it was not a pole arm. It's the puzzle ring. Puzzle ring. The puzzle ring item. Uh, um, I thought puzzle ring opened the the greed level. Was it okay? Trans- oh. All right. Yeah. How to open Diablo 3 cow level. As of pow- patch 2.3, one may use Kanai's cube and put a bovine bardish in it to reveal a hidden transmute option. Mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, it is the pole arm. So my bad. You are right. The puzzle ring opened a way to get to the greed level. Diablo 2, all you needed was a Toma Town Portal and Wurtz Lake. Now you need all this garbage. So much work. Underrated, though, by the way, compared to two that you don't need tomes. It's just right-click to identify, right-click to get to town. I like that. Which, yeah, I appreciate the convenience of that because I absolutely hated having to bite. It always seemed like I have dozens of Town Portal scrolls, but never any uh, identify scrolls. So they took the identifying completely out of four so there's no more identifying and now i have to sit here and be like i remember hating how i would run out of identify scrolls and stuff but also is this a good thing or a bad thing like why do i feel like i've lost something when it's just a matter of convenience shouldn't i be happy and yet i feel like we've lost something from the game i I feel like I feel like what identifying was supposed to accomplish was make uh, divvying loot between your party a lot easier because it was more RNG than anything. And now that there's personalized loot, I think it's kind of pointless. How would identify help with that? Um, ba- basically tr- tricking people into g- giving them useless items, more or less. I mean, I don't know. That's just my theory. I appreciate the little drum roll that came with items. Everything. I mean, you wouldn't... Tr- I mean, okay, so in Diablo 2, you could identify that is a unique and it has that picture. You know what it is. So, like, it was never, like, something you wouldn't know in a trade. And you wouldn't trade if you didn't know what you were getting. Because um, that was a way to get scammed. So I don't know that it did that, even. Uh, in 3, I mean, you you could tell what you're identifying. Yeah, same thing there. Yeah, but, like, it was just a matter of conve- of annoyance. You have to go back to town and click the big thing. Yeah, big it's more what stats are on it that you were identifying in 3. Yeah. But, like, I feel like that's a thing. That's a Diablo thing. Was it ever good, or was I just always wrong? I always like the little drum roll, please, that came from it, because you have the... It's a couple seconds of, how awesome will this be? Will it be... 
But if you just pick it up and you already have it, it's it, it, you're right. It loses something. I don't know. To to me, the loot drop itself is the role, not necessarily the RNG after the RNG. If that makes any sense. I mean, that's where that's where Diablo Four is gone. Uh, Path of Exile still has identify scrolls, so they they still do that. Like, so I don't know. It's like, but for how much longer? Um, I uh, at least till two comes out. Oh, it's still- part of their economy there, so it's you uh. can't just take them out without having a massive impact on the game. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, did they enough. did they sell them on their store? No, it's part of the play. So, um, do we really want to talk Path of Exile economy? No. Um, <laughs> all the utility items are the currencies. So anything that does something useful is a currency, and it drops and can be traded up and down, and you can trade it with other players. And so making a change to any of those items would be massively impactful on the player economy. And gotcha. no, there's okay. no there's no pay to win. So anyway, all right. So Diablo three, they 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 made identifying much more easier so you don't have to worry about scrolls you can just click a big book in town so, so you just get a, a inventory full of golds go to the top by the way the book, the book is left to you by kane yeah he dies because he should be the one identifying which yep. you can which before he dies you can actually go to him and he will identify stuff. and i did i mean in adventure mode i just stayed in act one i think so you can talk to him so as long as i don't go to act two you're still alive pretty much i don't I think he's in adventure mode I, I don't remember him being available in adventure mode <laughs> Yeah, no, he's not in adventure mode. Uh, I, I played a lot of Diablo 3 before adventure mode existed, so I yeah, think I go. just stuck in... You just stayed in Act 1. I just <laughs> stayed in Act 1 for a very long time with a couple characters. Nice. Uh, Stay a while and listen. I did. T- talking about player con to be really quick i i learned my, during my pre-get or my pre-show research that because of the real money auction house a lot of the asian countries couldn't get the game certified because it was considered a form of gambling an auction house is gambling i i, I think guess. it's because of the random nature of the drops oh, okay yeah my how things have changed with gotcha games now yeah really Oh, talking about the times of changing, I remember back in like 2002 when I bought uh, the Diablo Battle Chest and I wanted to see if there was like any Diablo action figures. So I look on eBay and I see all of these like swords and stuff for sale and thinking to myself, man, who in their right mind would pay actual money for digital goods or digital items in a video game? That just seems stupid. Uh, it, yeah, was stupid. it was stupid. It thing. is stupid. It's still stupid, Kelly. It is. It's just now people are doing it because there's more people gaming and they've all fallen prey to that. And we knew because we had no money at the time. This is a waste of money. Why would I spend actual money on a fake thing that I could just grind out for many hours? Then people just started justifying it by how much time they'd save. And then companies took that and said, what if we went further? And we forced them to have to justify it by making it important to the game. And they can't progress without getting these things. And the only way to do it with any reasonable time is to pay the money. And now we have the gaming dystopia. That is the modern gotcha. Thanks. But that's not Diablo 3's fault. No, it's not. It's not even Diablo 2's fault in a way. It's just how. It, you know what it is? It's the fucking horse armor. <laughs> <laughs> It was the catalyst. It started it all. It, no, it, I think Mabel's story did, but yeah. Oh, that that too. It, it was a lot of things. Like many things came together and over time led to this decline. But uh, uh, yeah, no, I remember that was the, essentially, Kelly, that was the good times back when people could 
waste money on that and it would be considered a waste. And now they waste money on it and people people don't consider it a waste. And it just feels weird. I, I mean, I don't know. Am I, being I at least hypocr- acknowledge it's a waste. I just like waifus. Mm. Am, am I being a hypocrite because I have spent money on like WoW pets before? I have too. I've spent sure. money on free-to-play games. Like I've fallen for this crap now. Like I use, I saw how gaming could be, and even I've fallen for it. I the uh, amount of hours I put into Diablo three and went, wow! I spent a lot of time, effort, and this was only one payment, but it still doesn't really seem worth it in my mind. And then flash forward five years later, I'm like, I spent how much money on a gotcha game? Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've uh, well, it's just because you didn't want to waste like a time, flat. right? Yeah, so it's like the opposite argument. Neither. Either way, you feel bad. <laughs> I just do it to get the waifus. <laughs> I'm noticing a trend here, Tam. <laughs> I'm a simple man. With Tam, it's waifus. With me, it's cats. It's sort of the same. Yeah. I, I like random loot. That's a problem when it comes to gotcha. Oh, yeah, that is a problem. See, I see, I don't do the random loot thing because I, I don't like gambling in real life and doing it in a video game to me is just even worse for my, for my head. But if, if one of those gotcha things says it comes with a free cat, then they'll okay. get me. So let's talk about random loot. Diablo 3, by the end of, of when we got to the point of the expansion and the higher torment levels, the game rains legendaries on your head. Oh, yeah. Like you have an inventory full of them by the end of your of your rift runs to the point where nothing feels rare anymore except specific roles or very good versions of those unique items. But like getting a and a copy of a unique item was very easy in that game. It was pretty much guaranteed getting the right primal ancient that eh, not so easy. But what do you think about how loot felt? Like, did you like how many legendaries there were? Are you do you want them to go down or keep that or? To be honest, I never had a problem with it. Um, I well, one, I never did that kind of high-end content like you were doing. But two, like I, I would get a legendary and I'd be fine with it. To be honest, I've made it to around it was like Torment five or so, and then I had already started noticing that it was like okay. I need a one out of one million chance of this one thing to drop to even get a minuscule increase to my uh, stats now. And that's when it stopped being fun because when, you, when you're when you needing something that's a chance of a chance of a chance just to progress further, it becomes tedious at that point. But that's when you, uh, like, that was on one character. So I'd always play a different character. So can go through the same motion of when you're playing at lower levels in adventure mode or you go into an Ephilim rift at any point there and you get a drop like even rare drops can be still good for a bit that's when the game was fun but after a while once you reach the end game the biggest form of end game it like seasons weren't going to do it for me I, I will admit I've farmed tier, Torment 13 mm-hmm. or, or whatever. What's the highest Torment right now? 16? I was going to say it was 13, but... No, they added might, some. Yeah, there's two full screens of it on the Switch, right? Or three full screens? Uh, so it might be 16, 18. I stopped playing when 10 was still the highest, so... It's probably 18, but we'll have to see. Yeah, it's either 15 or 18, but yeah, I, I was... Uh, or somewhere in there, anyways. Um, yeah, I, I, I was doing greater rifts that are beyond... 16. Okay, 16 is the highest. I am doing greater rifts that are beyond 16. Yeah. <laughs> but once you were at Torment 16, you were getting those legendaries. And then... Yeah, and then uh, from there, it's just literally, um, you know, those minuscule increases of power to try and push Diablo... the higher level rift. 
Diablo 3 power crept over time. So like I remember early on in the game uh, with base Diablo 3 doing runs and being like, man, I want to be like this Twitch streamer I'm watching who gets an average of one unique per run. Because <laughs> that's way more than I'm getting. <laughs> yeah. And by the end of it, it's like I have more uniques than I can take home in a run. <laughs> Yeah, I, I will admit there a lot of stuff has been cubed. And the power levels. Oh, my gosh. If you did do like the tier 13 level of content, um, which wasn't as hard to get the gear for with the proper build. Um, but if you were trying to make your own custom build work, um, yeah, I could see how you get those scaling situations you talked about. Um, but if you uh, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, no, I forgot. Um, if you do get to those those points of doing those high level builds, you would um no, it's gone. I can't remember. Hi, I'm Chris. This is my Diablo show. Um, can you guys explain the cube to me? Because that was the later edition that I didn't understand. So basically, um, Kanai's cube is kind of similar to the Herodic cube from the second game. But it like, was a- man, D3 isn't as popular as D2. What can we do to attract the D2 players? Let's add a cube. Yeah. And uh, so what you could do with the cube is you could combine it with uh, crafting materials, with items, and extract the power from those items. And it would automatically, like, if you extracted it, it would automatically, like, put it to the max power level that item could be. And, and then you could basically give you three extra power-ups without having to need to equip those gears. That's one thing that it could do. Um, okay. It, it could also, also could upgrade gems. and It could upgrade gems. Yeah. It could upgrade uh, uh, could rare equipment it. into legendary equipment. Yeah. And there was a, a, a special enchantment later on to, like, super power-up one of your items with uh, ancestral stats or something like that. Yeah, so... Okay. Speaking of loot, legendary stuff, I remember, because maybe this changed for later on, but the green items, did they start showing up as frequently as, like, legendaries do? Uh, You mean set items? Yeah. Um, So set items uh, are... There's actually now class sets um, specific for each class, and they've actually added some since even more recently. Um, and those are actually very important for some of these builds now. Mm-hmm. So I, they would, like, you wouldn't have an inventory full of greens by any sense, but they are uh, legendaries, so like you'd get them, right? Okay. So you'd get a bunch of them. You'd get one or two within a run by on these T3. Well, actually, no one or two. Uh, what do you think, Tam? How many did you get on a, a T16 Rift? Oh, God. Um, so just a couple, right? Yeah, like three or four. Yeah, all right. So you get those. And, and then there's some what that are like more nice, common than others, of course. Every season, they added this seasonal journey, which is kind of like, you know, achievements for you to do with a character throughout a season. And for, you know, each character, as you would progress, it's uh, as you level it up and get to the high end content, um, you'd unlock pieces of a set. So you would get one guaranteed set by the time you're ready for endgame. For, so, for only one class, though. You can't do it for multiple classes. Oh, okay. But still, for like whoever you choose to be your main in that season, you'd have a good starter set to be able to start doing high-end content and uh, make uh, other builds, by collect equipment for other builds. Yeah, and and sometimes the build that it starts with is one of the best builds. Like, I, I love it when um, there's two really good builds that I love, uh, one being for Crusader, which is... Uh, a uh, super fast hammer swing and then the of course the whirlwind the whirlwind set is one of my favorite because it 
Um, it allows you to send out mini whirlwinds that do damage. Okay. So, so like you're you're spinning one way, and you just see all these little tornadoes just go flying off across the street, screen everywhere. Well, I don't think I ever got two pieces in the same set in my entire time playing either the Switch version or the regular version. Well, the, they've the they've version. they've changed a lot of drop rates, and again, we're talking on the higher end of the power scale. Yeah. It's a lot easier to progress now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if you're if you have someone who's willing to be a horse, <laughs> willing to be a horse. Yeah, yeah. So the ter- the ter- the term for willing power to power level, level you. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> the people, the high level characters who are willing to do that are horses, and the low level characters are called saddles. Yeah, Why I like they called too. riders. I, this is not a term I've ever heard. I think you're making it up. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I am part of one of those communities. I think you got into a BDSM group and didn't realize it, Tim. <laughs> I did not, I swear. All right. Speaking of where apparently this conversation is going, we haven't discussed hardcore mode yet. Uh, yeah, I forgot. See, I, I don't, I don't touch do that. hardcore. Uh, I don't yeah, touch no. those modes with a 10-foot pole because I'm the type of person that would uh, a, or, you know, have my cat knock an amiibo off the shelf and that causes me to die and me not speak to my cat for a month. I never made a pass level a bit of a 10, turd. so... Yeah, she so, is. So, for uh, for those listening, the hardcore mode is basically, when you die, you die. Yeah. There is no resurrection, there did is they, no... Did they shove your character to softcore in 3? No. No? Okay, so just deleted. Yeah, you, you just have to delete it and roll up a new character. And, and seeing videos of people, you know, AFK for a second, and watching their hardcore character die by, by like... Yeah, don't AFK when you're hardcoring. Flames. Or my per- my personal favorite story right now is the one who had a power outage. Well, yep. Disconnects yeah, are another it. popular way to die. Yeah, they disconnect. Which is great since the game forces you to be online now. Probably a good guess to which part of the Diablo 2 fan base didn't like being always online. Then. Yeah, yeah, you might be able to make a guess there. Yeah, we we didn't even talk about the Error 37 oh, God. issue at the beginning, at the launch. became which... a meme. Which just makes me think, you know, Blizzard, you, this isn't your first online game. Why are you still having these issues? It sure felt like it. Yeah, that I don't get. <laughs> yeah, they they hadn't been running a successful MMO for several years by that point. <laughs> but you see, that involved everyone on one server. This uh, involves less characters. So that's confusing. That's so bad. It's, it's almost as bad as, uh, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not going to go there. So nobody else had done any hardcore mode stuff. No, I I won't. I'm I'm not that. No. Yeah, sorry. No, I didn't. I've never made it further. Excuse me. Than uh, like level ten or fifteen. Like end of Act One. I think the mo- furthest I ever made it was because uh, I almost consistently died to the end of Act Two's boss. So <laughs> that might have been the furthest I ever made it on hardcore. Yeah, I don't even do hardcore season characters. I'm I am not a hardcore player. Oh, f- fair enough. It's it's not for everyone. Um, and yet I'm playing Mary Skelter on hard, so who knows? I'm just weird. But Mary well, Skelter, when you die, you per- don't delete your character. Yeah, well, that that's doesn't true. have permadeath. That's true. Um, interestingly <laughs> enough, I think uh, WoW Classic added a. Uh, I, I think it's called Iron Man mode to to the game. And it's basically like WoW hardcore. Well, because people were doing it with add-ons, so yeah, it was a fan oh. thing. I see. So now they made it official. Yep, and I won't touch it. I don't even like WoW Classic. <laughs> Too hard. Uh, oh. Yeah. Um, have, have we missed 
missed anything or are we ready to well, go I'm to sure the round we two? have there's so much in this game it's been around for like over 10 years right so like it's just had a long life so no, as much I'd... as people like to bag on it it's not as good as d2s like it, it, did, it did its job it had its audience people played it um i had people fun still, people still play it yeah i I, mean... I played it and played it on the pc and then i eventually played it on console and i was totally all into it again like just why i don't know but i had this build on console that i looked up and it was a great because it was a necro build that you just walked around and things died you didn't I mean, touch them you didn't cast at... anything yeah, I'm on Twitch right now, and although they don't have a lot of viewers, like the highest on here is eight viewers eight. watching. There's <laughs> there's eight people streaming Diablo three. That's only eight. Check Diablo two now. Uh, okay, uh, huh? let's see Diablo two. Uh, let's see. Base, yeah, base Diablo two has eleven, mm -hmm. and the highest view account is eleven. <laughs> Uh, but let's see, Diablo 2 Resurrected has 180 viewers. Yeah, with a lot with several more streamers. Uh -huh. So that 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 sounds more correct. All right. Yeah. There are a couple other minor things that Diablo 3 added that I enjoy that like without refreshing my memory right now I didn't even realize were new to Diablo 3 like health globes. So you don't oh, just yeah. need potions. So just walking around collecting little globes dropped by slain monsters like that helps stay alive while you're running around compared to yeah the but here's the thing in diablo 2 you could fill your inventory with potions yeah i i did that and it was annoying <laughs> especially giving yourself a claw hovering over the eye the whatever the drink potion i, I should be allowed to potion myself through harder content than i should be doing if that's the way i want to play like that's no, a mechanic fair. and they kind of took that enough. away from you in three if i want to use scrolls of town portal to get that uh, yeah man i want to fight where i can just sacrifice scrolls of town portal to do damage it's like throwing guild monsters in final fantasy i didn't know you could do that what no you sacrifice can't, you can't. Oh. no that would have been yeah. great <laughs> like oh, i burn this scroll and it does a bunch of damage to you and that's unique that should exist <laughs> Um, we did discuss them, but treasure goblins, just that they exist. There's this goblin that runs around that every time you hit it, money comes out when you kill it. A lot of cool loot comes out. Is just awesome. Literal walking loot pinatas. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's actually several versions. My my personal favorite is the menagerie goblin that has a chance to drop minions. Oh, but by minions, you mean the mini pets? Yes. Yeah, I, I love the mini pets in this game, mainly because in the Switch version, I have a chicken that runs around. Oh no, I think it's a cuckoo from Zelda mm -hmm. that uh, runs around and picks up the gold. I have a demonic battleship from StarCraft. <laughs> I have a star. I have a StarCraft pro uh, probe. I have s several murlocs that run around and pick up stuff. Some some that have signs that say BlizzCon on them. Uh, I have one of the stuffed teddy bears. I have a whole bunch of weird ones. See, I never knew about all of these minions. Well, some of them I got from, like, getting BlizzCon tickets or pre-ordering games. Yeah, a lot of those are promotional that he listed. Okay. Or, or Digital Deluxe of WoW that gave me something in Diablo 4. It's, again, it turned, it's just yet another, they take a nice idea and turn it into a vehicle to make you spend more money on other things that you don't need. I, I mean, I love the Diablo 3 Collector's Edition because it was before Blizzard's Collector's Edition has turned to dog shit. Well, do you really need a, a Soul Stone USB drive? No, not really, but I still thought it was cool. 
Um, I like flipping through the art book, and I like watching the behind-the-scenes DVD, and I always... And how many times do you watch that? Once, while the game's installing. While the game's installing? <laughs> oh my gosh. It gives you something to do. Now we preload everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I know. Collector's editions can are, are a waste of money to some people. I, I enjoyed the Blizzard ones when they were really cool. And this this is me still being bitter about the fact that the Diablo 4 one didn't even come with the game. It, it was like, what's the point at that point? To waste but your I, money? I mean, but Final Fantasy XIV Endwalker didn't come with it. Well, it gave you the game, but it didn't give you like a physical copy. Yeah, but wasn't it, isn't it also a little bit cheaper? Or am I mis- misremembering? Because you get in-game items. True. But but yeah. Um, and- I mean, unfortunately, people people may be on the bandwagon of, hey, I want my physical media. Physical media is going away. I, I know. I know. I, I'm the, I'm, Never. I know I'm the I know I'm the minority in in this dogfight, but um, I, I still like having my physical stuff. Oh, I, I I have no problem with physical stuff. I mean, I just spent a hundred dollars on acrylic stands from Nikkei. So I have a problem with physical things. I don't have room for this crap anymore. <laughs> well, I don't want it anymore. I want to get rid of it. And this, and it turns out some of this stuff's worth money now. So and, and you guys have heard my stories of me losing games because of my kids destroying them. Yeah, sell it before they blow it up. I I don't have that issue anymore. Well, all right, but those of you at home. Sell sell those older physical goods before the kids break them. Hey, guess what? I don't have kids. I just have cats. Make someone like Kelly very happy. Well, the cats <laughs> before the cats break them. Then she only breaks amiibos. It's fine. Oh, all right, fair enough. Uh, I, I forgot what we were talking about. Well, and my my husband um played played Diablo three once and was like, okay, this isn't for me, but still bought the Reapers of Reaper of Souls expansion just so that he could get the WoW mini pet. And wow. I, rem- I remember giving him shits, saying, you're, you're going to spend $80 just to get the mini pet. Yeah. I'm like, well, enjoy your $80 mini pet. I'm like, nope, that's what I'm going to do. And the funny thing is that he isn't even like me, where he hardcore pet battles. He just wanted the mini pet. <laughs> uh, that's why I have several. <laughs> but but I can't complain because I bought, I spent $40 on Overwatch just to get the Winston pet. And it's well, okay and to it- change your mind and start complaining and make a decision that you made a bad choice. It's okay to change. I know. <laughs> I all right, all right. You still want to buy your pets. Never mind. Sorry. Chris, I recently spent like 70 bucks buying the uh, the weed cat from Build-A-Bear. Hey, 70 bucks is what Diablo 4 cost. So. <laughs> hey, I got Diablo 4 for a deal. Also, that weed cat looks pretty good, cool. It, it's it's it cute. Um... Sprigadito. <laughs> okay. Sprigadito, yeah. Not, not Meowie Jane. Sprigadito. No, I, I I have named my in-game uh, weed cat Mary Jane. Meowie <laughs> Jane. And and decided that all of my sprigaditos going forward will be named after famous weed celebrities. So mm. Snoop, Willie, uh, I feel like I'm missing some, but you get the joke. Oh. I, I think we're are we Look, done man. talking? Are we done talking about Diablo three? We're talking about B- weed and build a bear. There was now. one more thing I was going to randomly mention. I'm not sure if anyone looked at, but it does seem like a small minutia thing. 
Diablo 3 is where they uh, changed the uh, item drops to be one by two instead of like almost half your thing being taken up by one piece of armor. I miss oh. Lutris. I do. I liked Tetris loot inventory. I mean, yeah. I, I still like it. It's gone in Diablo 4 as well. Everything's the same shape. It's like, oh, I hate yeah, no, this. Well, Diablo 3, everything was not the same shape. You had one, one by two. Two shapes. <laughs> one, or two by, or three by two, or one by one one by threes the uh, helms a lot of times were two by two so you did have to do some lutris well chris you're in luck because there's a game on like steam and the switch store called save room that's basically a puzzle game that's lutris <laughs> uh is it save room i thought it was the one where you're a little mouse with a bag of um... no that's different this is this okay. game is called I save played that one it's yeah, I save room is actually backpack hero. Backpack oh, yeah. Hero, yeah. Um, <laughs> so save room is actually based off of uh Resident Evil 4's inventory. But so you need typewriter ribbons? Oh yeah, wait, no, but, four. Sorry, sorry. But but the same the same thing applies. It's <laughs> you're solving puzzles by arranging your inventory. Excellent. It, it's you're always on sale for like a dollar. So <laughs> I, I just find it hilarious that somebody made out a, a game out of Lutris. And I'm surprised they did. I'm surprised they called it Save Room and not Lutris. But there's what, uh, what can I say? It's like if you're good at game designing, you make the inventory management fun. And instead of being good at game designing, we just dumb down the inventory management so we can focus on our core competencies and deliver a minimum viable product as soon as to market as possible. Eh. I didn't really find Lutris to be that fun, to be honest. Well, I didn't say that it was at its pinnacle there, but apparently if someone <laughs> can make a game out of it, maybe they could come up with something. I, I know. That's why I liked, like in Diablo 2, the, the tension was, do I want to carry these charms or have more room for loot to pick up and bring home in fewer mm-hmm. trips? And why did that matter? Because town portals were an item and not free. So yeah. Like, yeah, as, as these games change and become more convenient, we do lose things. Yeah. Yeah, and three, the biggest uh, decision I had to make was, do I keep all my gems and stuff on me so I can see the numbers go up quicker and I'm too lazy to go to my stash? Because <laughs> did not choose to do that. <laughs> I was like, oh, if I keep a lot of it in here, I can only pick up 12 new items, but it's not like Scrolls of Town Portal cost money, so I just twice sometimes in a dungeon will just go, okay, time to go back, sell. Yep. That's, what, that's how you roll. So, I just never used the stash unless there was anything like, hey, this is a really well, I use the stash because you something. could upgrade um, gems directly while they were in the stash. You didn't have to carry them with you. Yeah, I, I kind of have uh, inventory OCD where I, I like to keep it as minimal as possible. So I'm always taking what would be called bank dumps when uh, my inventory gets full. You know, to town Oh, you back. are not going to like Diablo 4. Ah, uh, lovely. <laughs> Just lovely. There's some issues with around the stash. <laughs> You'll find out. <laughs> well, I, I have it sitting right here. I haven't popped it in my PlayStation 5. Let's put it to... this way. Your alts share the same stash tabs as your main. Well, Wasn't that, that the last game? Yeah, Diablo 3 did that too. Yeah. Oh, right. It's more my main my character's inventory that I'm OCD about. I don't like them oh, having... Okay, well, um, probably the first thing I do after I get done recording this podcast is going to pop that in and at least let it patch and uh, Yeah, and there's a bit overnight. to download. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm glad I bought that solid-state drive now. Yeah, I had to clean the fridge. <laughs> So I, I never asked, what was the primary console everybody played 3 on? PC. PC. Okay. And, and but I own it on PS4 and on Switch. Okay. 
I remember getting angry a, a couple of different uh, times. One of them is a funny story I'll say at the end. Okay. But uh, like all the console versions came out, and I'm like, I've played. I can't transfer my characters over. Yeah. I've played this four thousand hours. I'm not playing this on anything else. And then uh. I started laughing because I went to a uh, Valley Village like uh, pawn shop. So it's, uh, people donated it, and the game was sixty dollars Canadian, which brand new at the time from EB Games was cheaper. So I'm like, okay, Value Village Salvation Army is selling this for more than it is brand new at a store and it's the only game i've ever seen that for it was the diablo 3 on switch it was ten dollars more at a someone donated it oh, it's so good on switch yeah it really is fun it works and, well as a portable game and guess but, what you can play offline didn't didn't it also have um like special monster uh spe- special levels in the rifts where it was like monsters from another switch game um i don't know that i know that it um you could play as or you had a ganon costume that you could cosplay as and no, it I, had... I remember i i really yeah, i don't remember that. this um I, but it's I, possible I, i'm looking it up yeah, like anyway, I said, it, it had the cuckoo from uh, yeah. Zelda as a mini pet. So yeah, I'm glad you brought up prices, Ryan. Um, just just cursory looking at Google Shopping, uh, the PC game is still thirty bucks at Walmart. Um, the console ones you can find for like twenty bucks secondhand. There's a Diablo three battle chest that's fifty. But oh, and if you really want the collector's edition, Mercari has it for two hundred and thirty two dollars. Hey, that's ascended in price. But my my original thing was to say, well, well, well why bother? Diablo Four is out. Go play that instead. But I don't know. I, I'm sure that Three is still going to have its fan base and people that have that don't necessarily want to upgrade yet. Or in the case of PC, I'm pretty sure Diablo Four won't run on mine. So runs on a yeah. Steam Deck. There's a lot of things that run on a Steam Deck that probably can't run on my laptop. Oh, okay. Did it also run break... on an M1 Mac? Did, did it also break your Steam Deck, Chris? No, it. I, that's how I found out my Steam Deck was broken. Oh, Because okay. it couldn't run it as well as everyone on the internet says it could. That's how I was able to debug that, oh, my Steam Deck has a problem. <laughs> and it was a known problem. Yep, and now I got the new one, and it's way better. Yay. Did you get a new Steam Deck, or did they just fix the Replace it. Oh, okay. They, they, I had to send it in, so it was Steam Deckless for a while, and now I got a fresh one that's working. Um. Oh, so it was a hardware problem. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I hope I don't. I'm not affected by that since I bought one at a later time. Because oh. good. If you, like, all you do is play like Trails of uh, Trails in the Sky, you won't notice the problem because that game is not demanding enough. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has other issues. <laughs> yeah. Because but, I... but that's specific to like PC porting issues and not console issues, like system issues. Because, like, I, I think the thing that I've played the most on my Steam Deck is Power Wash Simulator, so I should be fine. Oh. I thought I thought it was Vampire Survivor. Yeah, that too. No, I had to take that off because it was <laughs> affecting my productivity. That's with it. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's PC only now, because I'm less likely to, you know, not eat if I play it there. First game in my life, I've been gaming my whole life, first game that's ever, like, actually affected my psyche like that, so I, I like that game, but it's a little bit addictive. Uh, oh, that was me with Diablo 3. <laughs> yeah, but where you had to remember to eat? 
I had to remember to eat every once in a while. So just kind of, okay, it's time for me to get ready to go to sleep. Why is it light outside? Yeah. Yep, been there. I've oh. done that with lots of games. I don't do that anymore because job. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that too. Well, I've done it while having job and decided to stop doing it so that I can keep job. <laughs> good idea. Always a good idea. Um, that being said, I think we need. I think we're about done and need to, you know, take a little bit of a break so that mm-hmm. we can t- do the roundtable and then wrap this puppy up. Unless we've got anything else we want to add. I think we've pretty much covered everything. I don't hear any protests. So I'm going to take that as a way to say uh, we're going to have a brief musical interlude and we'll be back with the round table where we get into our favorites and personal feelings and personal stories. So we'll be right back. RPG Backtrack, where we are now talking about our personal feelings about Diablo 3. Our favorite things, our memories, our bad memories, whatever we remember about the game. So the, the first obvious question, what are you guys' favorite class? Sorcerer. Sorcerer. Sorce, wizard. What's it called in this one? The one with the magics. Yeah. <laughs> the, the one with the, the, the death laser. The death laser and the teleporting. Yeah. And the hydras. I kept trying to make Diablo 2 builds work and they wouldn't work. Because <laughs> it's not Diablo 2. And it made me sad. Um... I, I okay. I love the source. I love the sorceress, wizard, whichever one it is. Um, I really love Rollwind Barbarian, um, just because spin to win, baby, spin to win. And then um, I actually also really enjoy. Um, there's a specific Crusader build that, um, if you have all the right items for it, is basically just you sit there. You can just destroy just smack things around Captain America no it's not the Captain America it's one of the ones that uh, swings one of the heavy maces and the maze itself is kind of cool looking which is part of the reason why I like it like barbarian the barbarian whirlwind build the weapons are so uninteresting because they're like two short swords because they're a set of short swords but when it comes to uh, the crusader it's it's like this red two-handed mace or actually, it's more like a two-handed flail that has like this red like hook on the end. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it, it's funny. He, Chris unlocked a memory because I remember doing the Captain America when I played um, uh, Crusader when I when I first played through Reaper of Souls, and and it made me want to play Paladin. And wow, but I, I love the Captain America just because of the bouncing. Um, but no, no, my, my favorite class is, is still Demon Hunter. I think they look cool. I like their aesthetic. I like the just being dual-wielding crossbows and just turning the whole screen into a place of mayhem. Um, 
I'm sad Demon Hunter isn't in forward because I absolutely adore that class. I, I would love to pull off the cosplay of it. Just one play of a, days. play a rogue. You'll be fine. Yeah, it's probably the same thing, right? More or less. Yeah. Um, so I do have a soft spot for the Necromancer because Necromancer was my class of choice in two. Um, even though it does, it it doesn't really play that much the same. No, minions are kind of nerfed in four, so you'll have to yeah see what you want to do before you commit to it. Yeah. Um. What about you, Ryan? Um, Ryan would be Demon Hunter. Uh, much the same as you were mentioning for how mayhem goes across the entire screen. It just seemed to be the class to me anyway that had the most movement so at least the way i played it setting up uh caltrops and different sentry stuff like that it was mostly i was the one doing all the mayhem while the enemies were just being funneled into a spot and all died yeah see i can't it's been so long ago i cannot remember my specific build of choice unfortunately the uh sentry grenade build has recently been nerfed my favorite build was the necromancer build where that was briefly lived where you could um stack up a um the curse of wrath or whatever that you would have this just despair aura that would kill everything on the screen and you just run around and monsters would die and you didn't have to press any buttons i always enjoyed cheesy builds like that um but you know those builds don't last forever because blizzard patches them (laughs) i would always have to try something new every season Um, so, so did you guys have a favorite area that you like to go to? Not Whimsy Shire. <laughs> I definitely I mean, just, did. Oh, what was it? Oh, Act uh, 1. <laughs> Act 1, definitely. On uh, the plus side for Reaper of Souls, my second favorite area was Westmarch. I really liked uh, how the how it was all designed and the enemies they put into it. But yes, Act 1, there wasn't anything about Act 1 that I disliked, including enemies. Act 2 was probably my least favorite, but... Can I say my least favorite area? Yeah, least favorite for me was Act 2 as well. I hate, I I live in a desert. I don't like being in desert. No, you're all wrong. Every Act 2 in a Blizzard, in a Diablo game should be a desert, but they shouldn't have those stupid stinging insects. That's a problem. But what what I hate is the bridge in Act 3. It's such a pain in the butt to walk. Oh, that one. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because Act 3, you're basically just fighting along a wall. I forgot about that. That's my least Well, no, that's area. the wall. That's that's its own issue. I, that's not too bad. But there's like this straight shot bridge section. Yeah, there's is, okay. there's a straight shot one, uh, go up the uh, go up a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, uh, my my least favorite, uh, my personal favorite area is Wimshire. Okay. <laughs> but but um, yeah, no, my least favorite area is all of Act Two. I hate deserts. I live in a desert. I do not need to go. <laughs> be wandering around my backyard any game like i hate deserts i almost gave up tales of arise and i went on a like five minute rant about a yucca plant what are your feelings on sand it's close and gets everywhere <laughs> there you go that's the right answer i was waiting for tam to say it i guess he doesn't know the quote <laughs> uh, yeah no i i, I was like it, it it gets everywhere it gets into your underwear yeah, no, it's very uncomfortable perfect. yeah it gets everywhere that that's close enough good job uh, act four seems to be the it's fine, I guess, for me. Yeah. <laughs> Act four was the, the most wide Except open. Except for clearing those black ever. things. I, I forgot which act was the one where you go to heaven. That's four. four. Okay, yeah, that that's my favorite area because you know pe- having played through one and two, we never have been to heaven before, so I thought that was kind of a neat touch. And then you know ki- killing corrupt angels just was cool. Oh, I will say with Reaper of Souls, 
uh, going back to the Fortress of Pandemonium, which was changed over, but because of the new owner, was very interesting because you went to it in Diablo it wasn't 2. Right. It wasn't the Pandemonium Fortress, Tim. I it, it didn't feel like it at all. And uh, yeah, because it, it, they comment about it that the Pandemonium Fortress takes on the appearance uh-huh. of the will of the owner, yeah, and the owner at the time was Mikhail. Uh huh. Mikhail or Malfiel? Malfiel. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Different angel. Act four to me always in any game like that felt like the largest open area narrow pathway that I've played (laughs) because it just seemed like wherever you went was supposed to be where you're going and everything was all interconnected but it was like every where you went was just more angels but they were so fun to kill. They are. Um, did, did you guys have any any funny stories while you was playing the game? Any Anything interesting happen? Um, my, my original example for this was uh, dying stupidly in hardcore mode, but none of you played hardcore, so I guess... I have the complete opposite to that. That's a funny story. Okay. Battle.net is the only time I've ever had my account hacked before. Ooh. Oh. And uh, it, it happened twice. Once I did get my stuff back, they took uh, things away uh, from my WoW account. Second time, though, I got hacked. I got it back like three or so days later. And the only thing the person did was add a few of his friends and get a wizard and a monk to le- like max level. So I just looked at it like none of my stuff is gone and I just got two free characters out of this. All right. Bonus. I should get hacked more often. Exactly. I, I, I kept playing those that wizard monk for a while too. I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. I I don't I don't really I don't think I really have a funny story with with Diablo 3, honestly. I, I guess not really a funny story, but just the funny thing I do in general is try to give my characters the stupidest names. Like, I think I rolled a uh, female barbarian on my Switch Switch version that I named uh, Cake is a Lie. Hmm. Or, it was either Cake is a Lie or I want... No, it was I want Cake. Because I don't know this that she was kind of chonky and I related because she, I'm kind of chonky so it's like her, her deal is that she's just looking for cake and then yeah I had I had the necromancer that was named I fart bats and um, basically anything that I could get away with uh, sorry are you saying bats or bats yeah, bats okay yeah definitely as would have been Batman. funnier as a, okay definitely would have been funnier as a witch doctor because they, they actually have fire bat spells yeah I, I didn't know that at the time but just she looks like a goth chick what's the something with a goth chick oh I know I'm so goth I fart bats <laughs> okay it's that's not funny. bad it's not bad yeah and that's sort of my funny story and then showing them to my husband and him crying laughing mainly be- with the bats one because he had put the visual in his head and he just died laughing so that's my funny story I can't think of any funny stories from Diablo 3 and I don't know why I'm kind of worried am I just bad at doing storytelling or did I not enjoy the game as much as I thought I did <laughs> well it doesn't uh, I- it maybe just nothing happened while you were playing it. The, I don't know. Another one See? would be Real Money Auction House, where I'm like, okay, mm. I might actually try to make some money off this. Like my friend, I'm gonna put like these twenty items should be pretty good. I look, let's see what they're selling for. Three cents. Three cents. <laughs> like sixty cents. That's when you learn the people making money off this game play a lot more than you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Didn't someone make like a couple of like in a single transaction like a couple thousand dollars because he had like oh, one of those really rare items? Yeah, probably. Yeah. There was numerous stories of. But you the, can't of count on ever finding one of those. Yeah. Like when in the lottery, and you get less money for it than you would from the actual lottery. <laughs> you know, it, it's like people that 
go to Dave and Buster's and try to win high-end prizes so that they can sell them. It's like, yeah, you can do it, but why? People starting to trying to farm those Uber elites or Uber uniques in Diablo Four, they're not going to get them. And that, and then finally, the the question we always ask on Backtrack Class: Did you guys have any um, real life memories that you associate with Diablo, like what you were doing in your life, that kind of stuff? Well, as I mentioned during during the story, I remember um, when we were talking about release and announcements and information. I remember sitting down at the Pass and ID office. Um, you know, when they announced it, and the information was starting to roll out, sitting sitting there with one of my buddies, uh, you know, looking up the information, you know, for the new class, for the classes and stuff. <laughs> Perfectly good use of of government internet. I remember the computer I was sitting at when I watched the announcement video. Okay. I remember the computer I was sitting at when I first played the game when it was released and how excited i was how excited i was at both moments uh they were two different houses and just having those memories right now makes me realize i spend way too much of my life sitting in front of a computer playing video games like way too much of my life. <laughs> i mean you also sit in front of your computer for work though i do so. yeah but let's be honest when i'm done with work what do i want to do <laughs> be at the computer some more I, I guess it explains my job but like oh man that's i guess that's part of why i like the switch version of diablo 3 so much it got me away from a computer but i still got to play diablo <laughs> i mean that's exactly you go for a jog I... with diablo 3 hmm? did you go for a jog with the switch version no <laughs> i mean that's kind of exactly why i bought the uh ps5 version of 4 because i didn't want to be hunched over my monitor for a hundred hours at a time. I'd rather be on the couch. I bought it for four as well, so I had the ability to switch up and play some in the front of the computer and some in the living room. Oh, so you double dipped? I did. <laughs> but but all the stuff transfers over, doesn't it? It does. It's much better than three. My progress yeah. counts. Um. So Chris, Chris went. Uh, Ryan, did you have one before I go? Yeah. Uh, among other things, this was the first, at least, PC game. I think I had done a few. Uh, chats with friends and that on Xbox Live, but this is definitely the first PC game I ever played where Skype was used. Like, I never had spoken to friends while playing a PC game before. Like, I played WoW for five years and never talked to anybody, just typed it all. <laughs> so, I, I have memories of that aspect, just uh, playing with friends as they moved to out of my town to other cities and stuff like that, being able to keep in touch with them, and it was largely through uh, Diablo 3 that we kept in touch, so made it a lot easier to go through a couple thousand hours if you're spending it with good friends, right? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of ties, sort of ties into my story, because this was my husband's first Diablo game. He really couldn't get into 2. It was too slow for him, and he was really... Well, I don't want to say he was really excited about 3, because he doesn't get excited about much, but he... I think he was looking forward to playing it with me because we got it on the same day. We rolled characters at the same time and we were playing together in the same room. And he was getting really annoyed with me because he was playing a monk and I was playing a wizard. And I was just lasering things down before he could even get near him. <laughs> That's as the wizard does. Um, 
So I ended up kind of sandbagging a little bit and like trying not to, you know, Leroy Jenkins into combat as much so that he could get some hits. In. And then we, we played through the entire game together. And then he was like, well, that was fun. Diablo is not for me <laughs> and never touched the game again. Oh, sad ending. Uh, I mean, I'm, I was ha- I had fun with him and I was happy he at least gave it a shot. And I'm also happy that he was honest with me th- and said that it wasn't for him. And more power to him. I, ha- I have that memory. It, it was fun doing that one run. And then, yeah, I gave him shit for buying the uh, expansion just so that he could get the mini pet for his uh, cow and wow. But but yeah, that, that first game was my memory. And then I remember he... he didn't want to play it as much as I did so I ended up rolling a demon hunter to play by myself but I had to sandbag that character too because I didn't want to get too far ahead in the story without Vaughn <laughs> so yeah, that, that was back when we shared the uh, the same office in an apartment um, we don't really have that problem now since our, our little computer areas are in separate uh, um, spots in the house so yeah that, that was my memory I very fond memory um and and yeah i'm i love this game and i'm, I'm gonna miss it but man i'm looking forward to, to booting up three or four sorry my bad <laughs> I, I knew i was gonna do that at least once tonight it's fair it's okay um i i do think that diablo 3 gets a lot of unnecessary hate from uh everybody everybody like the the hardcore fanboys, the Luddites that don't really like change, and it's sad because I really think Blizzard tried with this game. I, it was I think certainly it's a really the, good game. Like, it's yeah, a, whether or not you want to play it forever is is going to be very person dependent. So yeah, it embodies one of my most entertaining like Steam review type things of t- twenty four hundred hours played, thumbs down. This game's not worth it. <laughs> yes, like okay. <laughs> Yes, that, that I never thought about correct. it like that before. Yep. You're 100 percent correct, Ryan. <laughs> like I would never say a game I put that much time in is was not worth it. There's so many aspects to it that even just you had a bad day and then suddenly it's time for bed. Well, that's underrated in itself. So and Diablo three was definitely a game like that. It wasn't an MMO. It didn't really sink too much beyond the first year or so with Real Money Auction House. You paid the uh, amount once, and that's all. Like it was a game you could just keep playing. Yeah. Yeah, just just thinking about having a rough day at work and just looking forward to going on and and just taking on the armies of hell with your demon hunter and just go going on a murder spree. Murder hobo. <sighs> I th- I feel like that's more the monk, but that's just me. But um, I I think that's the show, guys. It, it was fun talking about this game with with, with you all, kind of having a, a final retrospective before I put it up and boot up four. So hey, I hope you enjoy four. I I hope I do too. Um, I I was hesitant to buy it for the longest time because I hadn't really heard a whole lot about it, and then Chris said that it was good, and I I trust Chris's opinion. And yeah, I really hope you like it now. Otherwise, I'm going to be blamed. <laughs> You're going to hear about you're going to hear all about it on RPG cast this week. If I get to it, I've still got to finish Persona 5 Strikers um at cuz I'm just going to dip my toe in and then finish Strikers and then dive in. I think I don't know, I could be completely wrong and <laughs> 
I'm going into four with a high opinion because of uh, JC Servant. He played it a uh, few times during the RPG casts uh, that he covered. So I stuck around, saw him play, and went, this game looks good. Let's talk about it. And he hyped it up enough. So Well, I, I guess you will hear my opinions about it either this weekend on RPG Cast or in two years when this is eligible for a backtrack. And they've announced Diablo 5, and Diablo 5 will oh, come no, out. No, let, let, let's be realistic. Diablo 5 isn't going to be announced for like another seven years. Yeah. <laughs> Diablo Immortal on consoles will be announced. Uh, don't you guys have phones? <laughs> well, if it's on console, mm. that don't matter no more. <laughs> no, that that's when people will be like, yay, Diablo Immortal, now I'm going to play it. Uh, <laughs> um, speaking on my of refrigerator. Next, speaking of next show, we do have Bravely Default 2, which means I'm I'm going to have to put a disclaimer saying, saying I'm going to call this Bravely Second at least twice <laughs> dur- during the show because Square names their games stupidly. But um, that's going to be an interesting show because I, I played that game, but I don't remember Jack about the story. Oh, I don't remember Jack about the story. I remember the glitch I had. Oh, well, I can't wait to hear about that. Oh, yes, yes. This glitch happened enough times where I have put the game down and have not picked it up. Oh, well, I'll sa- save that vitriol because we'll get into it. Um, in the meantime, I oh, would yeah. like. In the meantime, I would like to thank Chris and Ryan and Robert for all um, coming to hang out with me on this show, and of course, my podcast partner in crime, Matt Mason, who had to leave because uh, he's had a really rough week at work, and I could not do this show without him. So, thank you, Matt. I think he played gravely to default to i'm not sure he'll probably be more active on the next show but we'll see um that being said and thank you listener for hanging out with us and listening and we will catch you on next time on backtrack hope you have a wonderful rest of your week bye, bye everybody see you bye bye